We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Deus. Nick Deus 10 is where you can find me. Veteransminimum.com is where you can find the show. If you are a member of the Patreon, you are listening to this show earlier than the rest of you are listening to this show. As because it's a holiday weekend, I recorded this in advance. And because it is NBA season time, the NBA is fast approaching. I had to get my guy on. And especially after I gave him some winning bets, I know he'd be happy to come through and get on the Soccer pod. Goat. Let's go. My guy, Teddy, Nick Dunbar is in the building. What's good, bro? Nothing much, bro. We had a great afternoon. Um, Soccer goat, bro. You, you gave some some winners, bro. Some some real nice winners. So I'm excited about that. But um, more excited about the upcoming basketball season for sure. Yeah, man. Every time that I've had you on the show, people are like, yo, you got to get Nick back on. You got to get Nick back on. And and you're my guy when it comes to the NBA. I always like how, you know, even this, like pulling the curtain back a little bit. I just hit you up. I was like, yo, are you free in a half hour, man? Because something got dropped on me. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. So it's yeah. uh, the top five storylines heading into this season, right? And to me, I always like asking this when it comes to talking about an upcoming season and I know it's a very generic like question to ask but what's your level of interest in this NBA season because I have an answer that I think might surprise you okay um I'm really excited I feel like I'm very biased too especially you ask a fan like myself you know like I'm like a diehard NBA fan and I'll watch the random game on a Wednesday night that's meaningless you know what I mean um I always tell you this too and our friends in terms of sports and like leagues in general I think the NBA has the most star power there's no other league that can compare with that you know and like I said a, ra- a random Tuesday or Wednesday night you'll have the Lakers play the Clippers and you have like six all-stars on the all- on the floor at the same time it's like a mini all-star game you know what I mean um I'm really excited to be honest with you there's a lot of storylines um 
throughout the offseason that I want to see how they play out. There was a lot of trades that went down that were a little bit head-scratching, um, the Timberwolves in particular, that I'm sure we're going to talk about, um, that I want to see how they play out and, and how you know they planned on those things to, uh, to work. I totally agree with you about the star power thing. The one thing that I can't wait for is I really think with me being out here in the West Coast now and the star times, I'm very excited to be able to watch games at night and not end. You know, like halftime of some of those night games would be at like 11.45 midnight and I was waking up super early to go to work and it, it'd be hard, man. It'd be hard. But now it's like those games are going to be at 8.30, right? Just rubbing in my face. Yeah, that's yeah. Listen, man, I I used to have shout <laughs> shout to my guy Chris Chris Morhan. He uh, he's been on the pod before, and he he was like my Vegas connect. He was my Vegas plug, and he would always tell me like he'd Facetime me and be like, "Dude, you got to come out here, bro. It's way better in the West Coast." And now I'm I'm relaying that same message to all of you guys back home, which is funny. But dude, on a, on a serious note, man, that I used to say that shit all the time. How it, it's it's you dope. Did. Sunday night football, the games would end. And I'm I, like, I went to the gym on Sunday because I just had nothing to do. I didn't know what to do with myself. I had all this time and I'm like, yo, it's 8.15. Like, what's up? So I just went and yeah. got a workout in. So I'm really excited. And I think it's going to be the most NBA that I consume in a very, very long time. Like I already re-upped re my, my league pass because now I'm on. Well, first of all, I'm going to need to because of the Knicks. Right, like, I can't watch mm -hmm. the Knicks locally out here. That's right. That's so, right. MSG, right? So I have to get league pass. And I'm excited, dude. And, the, and I know before I said that I had a take that, like, might surprise you. But, yo, I really think that this is the most wide open we've had, a, uh, like, an offseason heading into a season. I, I think there's, like, 12 teams that could win a title this year. I agree. That, I agree completely. That's why I think it's, like, super interesting, though. Like, off the top of my head, I'm not yeah. going to name all 12, but, like, there's, like, 12 that wouldn't surprise me. There's guys coming back, right? There's there's new teams that have formed, like, a couple trades, like, we got into. And I think, I think one big storyline heading into this year that we definitely need to talk on is a trade that didn't go down. But I think he's going to have some ramifications the rest of the time that he's going to be there. And it, it got to be the Durant stuff going down in Brooklyn. Absolutely. Um, it, it's like, how do you request a trade and then take it back? You know, it's like he's going to get in the huddle with these guys and then they're going to, you know, I don't think like, you know, you have Kyrie. Guys like that, I don't think they're going to question him. It's, I think it's more the role players. Like, you know, bro, you weren't even going to be here this offseason. Like, you wanted out. Now you expect me to go to war with you? Kyrie's different because they had a mutual agreement and pact when, you know, Kevin Durant was looking to come to Brooklyn. So it's not more so him and Kyrie. It's the other guys around him that I think the, you know, the issue, if there is going to be, would be around those guys. I don't think it would be around the, the two-star players. But um, I think Durant has a, had a fair point because – Prior to the trade, you know, they had all these dreams and hopes of getting, you know, joining up, pairing up, and bringing Brooklyn to an NBA Finals. But then, you know, COVID happened. You had the uncertainty with Kyrie not wanting to get vaxxed. You had the Simmons drama when he had came over after the James Harden trade and him sitting out with all of that drama and the uncertainty with him. And, and Durant probably just sat back and he's like, yo, 
you only have so many years in your prime. Do I want to sit through the rest of this and, 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 and deal with this? Or do you know I go start over somewhere else? And he's skilled to the point where you could probably take him and drop him on any NBA team and they'll instantly become a playoff team. So he probably looked at it like the big picture and he's like, hey, I don't want to sit around and waste any time. And then that's when I think the Nets you know, realized that they have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity here and they went and they grabbed him and they got Kyrie and everyone to get on the same page and they finally figured it out, which is good and exciting because I want to see them at full strength too. I want to see them with Ben Simmons in a workout. So I think that's pretty interesting and, and I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Yeah, man. The 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 tenure in Brooklyn for them has been a roller coaster. All right. It's just been it's been so unfortunate. Like the time of injuries, right? Harden goes down and Kyrie go down in the playoffs two years ago when Harden first got there. And then yeah, I know Harden ended up playing, but it was the whole like, yo, if he was a size 13 as opposed to whatever size foot Durant has, they probably beat Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the next season and you have you have Durant coming out the gates on fire. And then you have the Kyrie stuff with the COVID. And then when Durant gets hurt during the season, Harden is like, yo, I came here to play with all these dudes. And now it's basically mm-hmm. me back on Houston. Like, I want out. And then he did what he did to get out of town. And he goes to Philly. And then Ben Simmons comes over. And it was like, yo, at one point, are we going to see this dude? And then guess what? We didn't see him at all. So no. it's going to be interesting to see how they all mesh together because Ben Simmons just needed to be out of Philly, bro. It was a bad relationship. Toxic. It was super toxic. Yeah, that was exactly it. It was just like, yo, we just both need a change. It's, both of us just mm-hmm. need a change. And I think both teams are happy with what they got in return. And to me, I think he's such a big wild card, bro, because if he could fit in with them, because he's not asked to be the man. Like, you weren't the number one overall pick now. You're not a part of the process. Like, now you're just, you're more of a, what's the word that I used for when when Odell went through? Like, you're more of an, uh, a luxury than you are a necessity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, remember when Odell went to the Rams? You're like, yo, they got Cup. They got Robert Woods. They got all these guys. And then Woods. You can just blows. fit in. Right. But at first, it was like, Odell is going to be dope if it works out. But eh, it's all right if he doesn't. But then Woods right. blows out his knee that same week. And you're looking at it like, yo, now, now you're a necessity. You're not, you're not just a luxury for us. And that's what I feel like it came down to with Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Well, my thing with Ben Simmons is that's a really good um, comparison with the OBJ. I like that. But the thing is, I think Ben Simmons is going to mean more to the Nets than OBJ meant to the Rams. I mean, granted, OBJ had an incredible season. Um, which propelled them to getting to the Super Bowl and then eventually winning it. Um, Because you see them now without him, right? But um, anyway, with basketball and Ben Simmons, I think you traded a a huge star power guy like James Harden. You trade him. You need that production from elsewhere, you know? So I think they are going to rely on Ben Simmons to do not everything James Harden did, but he's going to have to be productive. It's not like he can just sit there and hide like people think. Um, you know, he's a big guy. He can guard well. He's a really good defender. He can rebound. He can pass the ball. He has good court vision. Um, so I, I look forward to seeing how he's going to fit in with them. But I really think he will be because at the end of the day, he's, he's, a, he's a talented basketball player. And um, guys like Kyrie and KD, um, who can get a shot, any shot that they want throughout any point of the game, guys like that, it's great to play with because they're going to look to feed him early and often to build his confidence up. And then as the game goes on, that's only going to help them because, you know, you have Ben Simmons 
being aggressive and attacking and Kyrie and KD didn't even get started yet. Imagine when they're hot and then you got Ben Simmons playing with, you know, all world confidence. It's going to be a tough offense to stop. One of the storylines that you mentioned to me and I'll let you introduce it. Well, I'll introduce it and then I'll let you take it away was Rudy Gobert. What is it about Rudy Gobert that you want to talk about and why you think it's a storyline for you? Um, <laughs> that's, that's your boy, because, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're a clown for that one. Um, it's more so head scratching. Mm. Now you have a team with an all-star center and cat trades a, a four first round picks away for another center from another team, an all-star center from another team plays the same position. Everybody's wondering how like they're going to get this to work or what they have in mind in terms of a game plan. Who's going to play the four? Who's going to play the five? You have two bigs on the floor like this at the same time. The NBA has gone to this place where anybody on the floor, one through five can shoot. Everyone knows Rudy Gobert can only score in the paint. Um, he struggles guarding people out on the perimeter. So, you know, teams are going to try and go smaller. Teams are going to try and stretch the floor. You saw the Clippers do it to the Jazz uh, two playoff series ago. Even the last playoff series, um, you know, he just... Uh, you wonder. It's. I'm just interested to see how it's going to work out. Well, you mentioned four first-round picks is what, what they gave up. But if you really think about it, it was five, right? Because, like, Kessler that they drafted and then traded as a part of the deal. That's five first-round picks for Rudy Gobert. Which is like, yo, bro, I used to, like, I don't, I, I can't pay a center. Like, to me, a center is like a running back in football. I can't pay you big money if you're not a scorer to me. Like, it's, and I know he's amazing defensively and he alters shots and he rebounds. I get all that. Well, like, bro, if, if one of my three, you have the salary cap, so you can't be paying everyone as much as you want to. But, like, I got a real problem right. when crunch time and you're down five, my whole five, 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 five deal, which we'll get to in just a sec with a team I want to talk about. But, like, Rudy Gobert is not a threat to score points for you. And he becomes a liability being out there. And to me, like, that's, that's a lot to give up for a dude that just can't get buckets. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. You're going to give up five first-round picks for a question mark, for something that may work. There's no guarantee that this works. You know what I mean? You literally changed the whole future of your franchise around. Because I mean, they hit the nail on the head, too, with um, with Edwards' draft pick. That right. kid's going to be an absolute star. I think he's going to be an all-star this year, actually. I think he's going to take a huge leap. Um, just like LaMelo did last year, I think you're going to see, well, Edwards had a great season, but I think he's going to have an even better one. Um yeah, you give up five first-round picks for something that could potentially work. It's not even set in stone, you know. Like it's not like you went and got it's something that's not set in stone for someone that's not even a scorer. Like you said, game on the line. I can't even throw the ball to you and get a bucket. You know, you you play one end of the floor exceptionally well, and then the other floor, the other side of the floor is um, you're like a borderline you're role. You're like a role player on the other end. Yeah. The it, only time he's really effective scoring is in the pick and roll, really. I mean, that's really it. it. When he's rolling to the basket, catching lobs or 
you know, he's in Put the backs. paint posting up. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Put backs, exactly. So to me, like, I'll give up all that stuff for an Anthony Davis, right? Like what the Lakers gave up. Like, yeah, that, that I'm doing because he's a problem defensively and he's a problem offensively. But to me, it's like, yo, remember when Andre Drummond first got the bag, that first like $100 million contract he got? It's like, this dude's not out there. He can't, can't even hit free throws. So they're just, they're just getting rid of him. Like they're taking him off the floor. And to me, like, I can't, I can't have that, man. It's just, it's too much. And like you said, you mortgage your future for this. For a move that, like, I get it. If you're, if you're a team like, if you were a team like the Mavericks, right? And I'm not saying getting Gobert. You're a team like the Mavericks. You're a team like the Suns. You're a team like the Celtics. And you mortgage your future and you're able to keep your stud players and you go and get another all-NBA caliber guy. Like, yeah, I don't mind mortgaging the future because I could win right now with you. You ain't doing that with right. Rudy Gobert. At least I don't think so. And from what I'm hearing, it seems like you feel the same way, bro. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I just want to see how, because obviously they're going to start them together. So I just want to see how that works, like how and how teams will adjust and game plan according to that. You know, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Dude, one thing I definitely want to talk to you about and one of my biggest storylines, and I'm one of my favorite things about creating content, bro, is that you can archive things. You could go back and like re-listen to it or you could cut a clip from a while back. And shouts to Jarrell mm-hmm. Harris from Sports Illustrated, our guy. We've hooped with him. And uh, he he comes on the show often. I had told him that this year's Memphis Grizzlies, like, you know, like last year the Grizzlies came out and they were a two seed. Well, in 2022-2023, mm-hmm. that team is going to be the Pelicans. Mm. I think they have a really good chance at being a top four seed. And the reason why I mentioned that thing about content is because I said this when they beat the Suns, when they took the Suns to six games. I was like, bro, you're Mm -hmm. looking at this team. And if they could get Zion back. Without their best player. Without their best player. And like McCollum, that's like the perfect role for him, right? Like being on that team, like that's the perfect, perfect role. And you're looking at this team, bro. They're 50 to 1 to win the finals. Now, I'm talking about from a betting perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I think they could be a top four seed. Zion came back looking just shredded, looks in mad good yeah. shape. Like he's been hearing all the, the jambalaya and all he's doing is eating. And he's not, he's like, all right, bet. Watch. Went in there, got mm-hmm. yoked up. Was blowing by people in that preseason game. Like, bro, I was watching preseason basketball. I've never watched preseason basketball. <laughs> Just because, like, it was like, yo, it's 4.30. There's nothing to do on Tuesday. So I'm watching the games, which was amazing, right? And, like, yeah. yo, I like doing the, like I said before, it's, I call it the five 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 deal, right? It's four things I have to do with the number five. It's game five. You're down five. There's five minutes left. Who's your five? And you're looking at their potential, like, lineup to close out a game. Ingram, Zion, McCollum. Little Herb Jones for you? Yeah, hell yeah. He's right? a stud. Like, he's a stud, right? And then you got, like, Valentunas as your big. Like, dude, that's mm. a... And, and also, like, they got guys like... Uh, what were they calling them? GTA? Jose Alvarado. Yeah. Cool, Jose right? Alvarado, like, yeah. Yo, look, he's 
He's never going to be on your fantasy team. He's never going to like get a monster contract, but that's a guy that could play in the playoffs. And he's like, he's I like, played a, him in fa- I played him in FanDuel last year. I definitely played well, yeah, him in FanDuel well, last year. Daily, he's a steal upside. Right. Daily oh, yeah, fantasy. Yeah, I'm meant. talking about like if you're playing yearly, he's probably like not yearly, yearly. like a spot start kind of. But dude, this mm-hmm. is a, this is a fascinating roster. And I think that they can be really, really interesting heading into the year. Um, yeah, they got a really interesting group of guys, all talented um, bucket getters, dogs. Um, it's going to be interesting. I do like them. I don't think that highly of them, though, because I feel they haven't had enough time to play together yet. And who's going to be that guy on their team? Maybe CJ McCollum, but he's never really been there, right? You know, he a couple first-round bounces. The one year, the... Um, when they beat the Rockets and Damian Lillard hit that shot. And when they beat OKC, I don't remember what round they had gotten to. I think it was the second round, but he hasn't gotten much further than that. Who's going to get that group all on the same page? They Who's did be that veteran leader for them. They did make a Western they conference were. finals when they, uh, remember it was that like, it was that weird, uh, it might not, not the COVID year. It was the year before the COVID year where they lost to the Warriors. They lost to the Warriors. They beat the Nuggets. Like they were, they had made a Western Conference Finals, and then they got swept by Did Golden really? State. Yeah, they made the. Oh they, wow! Okay. They made the Western Conference Finals, and I remember because that was, year, that year the Blazers, they were the first team in NBA history to get swept, despite having fifteen point leads in all four of those games, like in halftime. Okay. Like they were up in mm-hmm. all of those games, so. Yeah, but you're right, though. Like, he don't have the championship pedigree, but I think now, like, he is a grizzled vet on that team. Between, like, him and Valanciunas, like, they're they're the old heads on that team. And I think right. they could be some... They, they could be a team that can make a move at the deadline for another vet, add another piece. But, yo, like, mm-hmm. if we think Zion is the Zion that everyone was saying, yo, unanimous number one pick, he also got a lot to prove too, bro. Cause like John Morant is a talk of the league. Like he's everyone's favorite player yeah. now and he's flashy and he's animated and he's super popping right now. Social media, everyone loves him. Like NBA mm-hmm. Twitter, that's their, like that's the point guard for NBA Twitter. Using yeah. your same draft class, bro. So I just, I just want to see them play together a little bit. Zion didn't get to play with them at all last year. He missed the entire season. You have, um, CJ McCollum, who just had gotten there halfway through the season. He got there at the trade deadline towards the middle of the season and only played with that roster half a season. So they all haven't played together yet. Um, so before I go ahead and I say I think I like them for the top four seed, I'm going to wait and see on that. But I do have a team out of the West that I think will make a bigger leap this year, and that's um, Dallas. I'm big on Dallas this year. And Luka and those boys. Why? Is that a storyline for you with Luka and the Mavericks? I just think he's going to take an even bigger leap than he already had. I mean, he he's a top five player in the league, and I, I think this is the year that he gets you know a nice first round easy matchup finally instead of him having to play uh, the Clippers in the first round. Or, you know, it would just be easier for them to have a successful regular season. I actually like them as a, as a dark horse long shot to win the West. Hmm. Interesting. Their odds right now, as I pull it up, 
And this is just like a median average as opposed to like one particular book. But they're 11 to 1 to win the West. And to win the title, they are, they should be 22 to 1. Yeah, 24 to 1. So you actually have a better okay. number on them winning the finals. Because that, that tells me that it's more difficult for them to win the finals than it is to win the West. Like, yeah. I think they're making it seem that way, that it'd be more. Cause He's going to be last year's Tatum. Tatum, Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. I want to mention one thing about um, as we start to uh, wind down with a couple of the storylines. I do think that there's certain... The NBA might be my favorite sport to bet futures in season on. Now... I don't really dabble much. Like, I put a lot of my future money is tied to the football, but that's, like, before Labor Day weekend. And then throughout the season, it needs to be a huge exception for me to, like, come back down and double down. Like, I did last year with Mahomes. I got Mahomes at MVP at, like, 20 to 1 odds. And I was looking at their schedule. I was like, dude, they might win, like, nine straight games to end the year. They ended up winning eight of nine to end the year. And he fell short of the touchdowns that I thought he was going to throw. But, like, that was because I got the preseason favorite at 20 to 1, and I'm looking at the schedule. So, mm. with the NBA, though, like, there's certain trades that get made. Obviously, you have the injury factor. But then there's also, like, the roadmap, dude. Like, I'm a big believer in, yeah, if I could get the two seed, then I don't got to worry about the Clippers or the Suns mm -hmm. until the conference finals. That's why last year some of the bets that I made during the season were the Grizzlies to make the conference finals. And then I had Milwaukee to make the conference finals. Both of them didn't happen. But I'm saying just like it's because of the path and the seeding that makes the NBA like super interesting for me, which leads me to Milwaukee. Bro, I think Milwaukee is going to bounce back in a big way. Right now, very early takes. That's who I think wins the title next year. Well, this year. Mm. And I really like them signing Joe Ingles. Am I crazy for that? Yo, I have that written down. No, not at all. <laughs> okay, good. Because, dude, like, yo, they need more shooters. Right? Middleton last year got hurt. Very that's, underrated three-point shooter. Yeah, and that's ultimately why they got bounced out in the playoffs when they did because they had no Middleton who like surprisingly mm -hmm. if you pull up stat muse just kills the Celtics all the time like it's like one of those weird matches which you get in the NBA right like wasn't it uh didn't someone used to kill Andre Drummond but like was not like a good center like I think it was like uh it might have been like something like Vucevic Vucevic used to kill Drummond but like everyone else like you would never play not that Vucevic is whack what I'm saying, like, I was gonna say, Vucevic is a stud. But like in daily fantasy or in fantasy, it'd be like, yo, don't play centers against Drummond, right? Like I'm talking about mm -hmm. like peak Drummond. But then Vucevic would drop like 55 Fanduel points on him. And you're like, yo, how the hell does this happen? Right. So that's what I yeah. meant by that. But like Middleton just always would kill the Celtics. And like, dude, Giannis, it's like Giannis, Steph, LeBron are like the three best players in the league. In Durant, I'd say like it's them four. And then there's just like a slight drop off. And you get like your Lucas of the no, world. I'd, I'd, I'd include Luca in that. You um, put Luca? Yeah, I might be bugging. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. And but, I'd probably put Tatum in that in that category too. Although his finals, uh, um, his final series disappointed me, man, because he had he had quite a run before that. 
How do you feel about Milwaukee heading into this year? Uh, I don't know. I don't know championship because I do think the Celtics have their number. They had, um, although the Ingles signing does help them with three point shooting, there's like a mental edge I think the Celtics have over them and the way they game planned for them and how they d- defended them and the way they attacked them offensively. I think um, if they stick to that, it's going to be hard for the Celtics to. I mean, it's going to be hard for the Bucks to um, beat the Celtics. Uh, I do think them re-signing Bobby Portis was probably the biggest move that they made all offseason, aside from the Joe Ingles thing, because that's something that they wouldn't be able to replace the toughness, uh, the six-man. Sometimes he would fill in and start because um, Brooke Lopez was injured for an extended period of time. So uh, I just want to, I want to see how it all plays out. I'm just, right now, I have a couple takes, yeah. I'm, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, yeah, I think they could win the finals. They're definitely one of the teams. Like how you said in the beginning, everything is, is wide open right now. Those are definitely one of the, the teams that you would consider that could win it all. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I, I still think the Celtics, it's the Eastern Conference that belongs to the Celtics, uh, to be honest with you. So I really do. I'm happy that you mentioned Boston only because I feel like the, the big concern that I have for them is like the last couple of weeks that's gone down with the head coach and this scandal slash turmoil. Because like, dude, if you're the Celtics players, you might be questioning like, yo, what's going on with that, man? Like we have something special going on right now. We have a chance to win a title. Like we're bringing everyone yeah. back that matters. And you're, you're still like right now, they're still the favorite to win the East from all betting markets. And like you have all your young players that are now grizzled vets too. Like I know Tatum's still a young guy. Like he's on the young uh, players you'd want to build with roster still, but he's been in the league for a minute now and he's coming off of finals, which if you know anything about Tatum and I know you do, but I'm saying like, just generally speaking, if you know anything about Tatum, he's from that Kobe Bryant mold. Like Kobe took him under Mm -hmm. his wing. So, you know, him losing a finals, he's going to come out guns blazing and, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to bet him again to win MVP. He's one of the guys that I've circled because he told Embiid, he told Embiid at the all-star break, he's like, yo, enjoy this MVP because it's going to be your last one. So, you know, he's coming out guns blazing, but I think we would say too. Yeah. And I think the stuff in the front office that went down with Boston is going to be the biggest storyline, how that's all going to play out, dude. Cause he, he was the perfect coach for them. And for Brad Stevens, he and was. I know you're a Brad Stevens guy. You were talking about that in the group chat. Like, for Brad Stevens mm-hmm. to step away and give him the reins, that's, that's, that's a rough look, man, what's happening in Boston. It is. You, you feel almost a certain sense of betrayal in, in the sense that uh, it, you all bought in. And, you, you know, he was a rookie head coach, first-year head coach, and he, he's trying to implement this this game plan and, and this roadmap for you to get to this destination and achieve these goals. And you do that, and you fall just short of it, and you feel so confident now because you had the season you had last year with his first year. So now imagine what you guys could do a second year, maybe third, fourth, under a five-year you know, a, a time span you have. And uh, it, it comes down to him just being inappropriate in the workplace. And... It's foolish because you obviously have other, I don't want to say other agendas, but your priorities aren't straight because your number one priority should be winning and getting back and, and 
getting a championship for the city of Boston. It shouldn't be fooling around and, you know, doing whatever else he was doing. Um, so a betrayal in the sense of that, like they, they feel like, you know, we, we bought into you, we trusted you and this is, you know, what you do to us. And you, you know, now you're, you're out for a year, maybe even longer. Um, if they decide to bring him back or it, it's just unfortunate. Um, so yeah, although I do feel strong about them going back to the NBA finals and, and winning the East, that's definitely um, a, a hiccup that I want to see play out and, and potentially how they'll overcome it. Because um, now they're going to have to go through the whole rookie head coach thing again. Yeah, this guy was on the coaching staff, but he wasn't a head coach. I don't think he's ever been a head coach in the NBA ever. This is going to be like his first actual um, uh, first season being a head coach of a team. So you're going to have to go through all of that again, the growing pains, uh, him not – calling a timeout or maybe managing the game a certain way. You know, you have all these uh, players. You got Tatum, Brown, and, and, and um, Marcus Smart that have been around. And like you said, they're young guys, but now they're, they're vets. So they, they pretty much know what to do. So that coach will be more, I guess, like a babysitter. You're going to take orders from this guy. You know what I mean? Um, I think those players are going to be running the team. But you come against a head coach like uh, – Who's a good example? Like, you know, say they play the Clippers in the finals and you come across a, a, a head coach like um, Ty Lue. Lue. You know how I feel about Ty Lue. I love Ty Lue. Yep. P- potentially outcoach a, a rookie coach. You know, you, you get into those things where it becomes in, and it comes, turns into matchups and it turns into more of like a chess match. And uh, the Celtics obviously won't be uh, favorites in that category or, or have any type of edge there. Yeah, man, and, and, you know, you look at their roster, they kind of made some moves to, I don't want to say win now, but, like, they went and they got Brogdon. And then I know they got Gallinari, but Gallo got hurt. So he's not, I'm pretty sure he's out for the year, Gallinari. I think he got hurt with the, with, uh, in the FIBA stuff. Yeah, he tore, he tore his ACL. He tore yeah, his ACL. Yeah, that's he's what out. it was. I was going to bro- say. The a- Brogdon move, the Brogdon move, though, Lamb, oh, my God. <sighs> huge for them. Huge, uh, yeah. huge, huge. That's another reason why I'm taking them over the over the Bucks, and Brogdon came from Milwaukee as well too. So you know you, you got that revenge factor there. Yeah, I mean he came, he went from Milwaukee to Indiana, and then Indiana to Boston. Right. But that's where he right. was playing. Hey man, I appreciate you coming on the show, bro. I know it was kind of last minute. Uh, can't wait to get you to come out here. Uh, you have you've never been so, to Vegas, which is an awful awful no. take. I would say catastrophic. Because like I've been to Vegas, this is, my, this is my tenth time in Vegas, and ironically enough, you know my favorite number is ten. My tenth time, I ended up moving here. Yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, you never, you never tagged along, bro. And you're a D-Gen just like I am. You like hitting the tables and getting some bets in. So you got, you got to pull up on me, and then we do Yo, a show Mar- in the March studio. March is the target. M- March is the target. March might be March lit, is the man. Keep the four seam though, baby. We got baseball coming up. That's the four seam right there. We got uh, we'll have March Madness. Little circle change. We'll have UFC. My birthday. Be a ranger. Yep, that's right. All in March. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey man, where can people find you on social media? Uh, Nick Dunbar seven one eight. Um, and uh, on Twitter especially, we're gonna be doing um. So I want to break down some DFS with you or just maybe just fantasy in general. Cause I know you don't really dabble in DFS anymore, but I, I would like to get on and, you know, break down a slate, maybe shoot out some lineups and stuff. If like, you know, we could get something going with that. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be down for that. Or even for NBA too. I'll help you out with a lineup. Me and Daniel help you out with a lineup again. And so you, can, you don't have to give us credit. 
<laughs> yeah. So they gave me they gave me a lineup one time, guys. They gave me a lineup, and uh, I entered the lineup, and it did it did well. Like I ended up winning money, and then I shouted out shouts to my boy Hunter, man, Cleveland God, who I do some DFS streams. He gave me like two plays, and I only shouted out the two plays he gave me. And Dunbar and Danny were like, bro, seven of the nine spots are because of me. Because like, yo, I won. What ended up happening was I won an NFL. I won a ticket to a uh, a huge. It was like the the four 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 NBA, which I don't even play NFL that big, right? Especially not NBA. Yeah. And I asked you guys because you guys were playing that shit every night. Where I kind of was like, yo, this ticket is gonna be in a couple of weeks. You know, put put my uh, help me put a lineup in. So there's nine roster spots and <laughs> seven of the nine were Dunbar and Danny. And then I shouted out my other friend who told me two spots and they're like, yo, fuck this kid, man. We're never giving him advice yeah. again. But we hit some soccer nah, bets the last always, two days. I always look out, though. Yeah, but we, I can do. I always look out. But we hit some soccer bets. That's why you were able to come on the show, man. And I appreciate you, man. Well, I know we'll talk off Anytime, air. Anytime, bro. We'll talk off air. And like I said, I can't wait for you to come out here. Veteransminimum.com is you can find everything for the show. Shout out to Blue Wire. Shout out to my guy Nestor in the studio holding me down as always, making me look fly on the camera. And we'll catch you guys next time on Veterans Minimum. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.